Well, welcome to the JD Power Travel Podcast. Uh, I'm Michael Taylor, and as always, I'm joined by uh, Andrea Stokes, who's the practice lead for travel, uh, or excuse me, for hospitality at uh, JD Power. Hello, Andrea. Hello. And Jenny Corwin, who's the director of consumer insights at JD Power. Hello, Jenny. Hello. We thought we'd uh, have four topics to talk about here as we start to go towards the close of 2021. And uh, one of the big topics that um, we discussed prior to this podcast uh, being recorded was the return of international flights landing in the United States. And uh, I had mentioned that when this topic was brought up by, I I believe, Jenny, is that uh, I was out at uh, JFK Airport uh, this past week or last week, I should say. And there were many, many cameras set up in the parking lot um, across from Terminal 4, which is the international, one of the bigger international terminals at JFK. And I thought, well, just, you know, some celebrity is coming into town. But nope, it's just normal people who are finally being allowed to come back to the United States. So um, anyway, uh, Andrea, what, uh, what, what does this mean for the hospitality segment? Yes, well, we uh, did get the news just uh, a week or so ago that STR has upgraded uh, its forecast for 2022, uh, forecast for both hotel demand, but also uh, ADR. So it's a sign that the industry in general is more optimistic. Uh, Economic forecasts, I think, are more optimistic um, and you know, everyone is is talking about the increase in demand uh, that we saw over the summer kind of coming back after the first of the year. So it's all really good news. Uh, is, is a lot of that the international component? I think it's some of it. Uh, some of it is is the fact that, you know, the U.S. did reopen, you know, borders to international visitors uh, and then some of it is, I think, due to improve, the improving outlook for business travel. So transient business travel, as well as uh, group travel for, you know, meetings and conferences and conventions. Uh, so I think that's also kind of fitting into um, the more optimistic picture that STR is, uh, is providing now. And Jenny, what, uh, what's your perspective on the impact of international flights resuming? I, I, think, um, I think it's all positive, right? For the most part, it's positive anyways, at least for the, as, as Andrea said, when you look at the economic forecasts and the outlooks, right? Um, I, I think there's still obviously going to be concerns around staffing levels. Anytime we have more people and we still have a labor shortage, right? Uh, just service levels when you have crowds that are bigger, um, it does put a little bit more strain on the system, but it's it's good strain, right? We need the demand, so that way, hopefully, the uh, the the labor supply will follow at least. But yeah, all good news. I yeah, think. and some of the things that are, are going to be little glitches along the way from you know the the, the industries that I cover. You know, airlines uh, adapted to the pandemic by taking some aircraft like the Boeing seven 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 which is almost exclusively a transatlantic or trans-Pacific aircraft and using it on domestic flights, which was very unusual to go from, say, Orlando to um, 
Memphis on a triple seven. You were able to do that for a little while. Just seemed like a very odd thing. Uh, and now, of course, they're going to repurpose those aircraft in their fleet to go back to what they were originally intended to do, which is fly long haul, um, mostly over water. And uh, it's, it's going to be a little, little glitch here and there because they have to obviously replace those flights and those crews and that aircraft that would normally be flying from Orlando to Memphis, uh, you know, with the normal 737 or A320 Airbus or something like that. And so we may see this international travel have a slight ripple effect on some traffic patterns within the United States because of the way they need to reposition aircraft and repurpose aircraft. And as Jenny had, and as you pointed out, the staff shortage is still hitting the airline industry and the airport industry as well. Um, mostly in the space of, you know, we have to rehire these pilots and these flight crews that are qualified for these particular aircraft. And they have to go, for the most part, through retraining um, before they're allowed to operate an aircraft. So it's not like riding, you know, flying a 777 is not like riding a bike. You know, you just, you can't just hop back on it after, oh, a year or so of not flying one. So uh, they do need to re- uh, certify uh, for safety concerns uh, through the FAA, normal FAA rules that they have. And again, that may cause some glitches as we go into seeing a heavier transatlantic and transpacific traffic. Um, and then as a final note, you know, these are some of the more profitable routes that airlines operate. And obviously there's been pent up demand for these flights. So it's it's going to be a little bit of a shot in the arm, I think. For the airline industry, and in some cases uh, for the airport industry, because certain terminals uh, at certain airports, like say Newark B, have uh, been com- almost completely empty now for almost a year uh, because of the lack of transatlantic flights. Anyway, so um, Andrea, I think there was uh, there was some other stuff that you wanted to talk about. You had mentioned the Smith Travel Research forecast. And how uh, how that's looking? Is there any other detail that you want to add to that uh, Smith Travel Research forecast? Well, uh, the NYU Investment Conference just happened, which is a is a well known conference in hospitality, and there were several CEOs there from the large hotel chains, uh, the large global chains, uh, also talking about the optimism. And what, um, so it was, it was good to hear what CEOs, what the CEOs were saying about 2022. They did talk about business travel uh, coming back and the optimism there, but uh, they are expecting basically most of the business still to come from leisure travel. Uh, and they did make predictions around what types of leisure travel would um kind of would would be popular, such as staycations, uh, traveling with pets. Um, so talking about what hotels can offer consumers next year, uh, given all of the, the changes, right, that consumers have gone through just in terms of mindset and the types of trips that they want to take and sort of what the pandemic has, um, how it has influenced how consumers think about travel. Um, I know, Jenny, you had found uh, some trends, some predictions for 2022 around the consumer and travel. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? 
Yeah, I think it, it's really interesting, especially when you put together what we've heard from Mike around uh, international travel coming back and then the STR forecast. And then you think about the situation that uh, people find themselves in, right? A lot of people have postponed a lot of trips and there is that pent up demand still. I mean, I think people are really getting back into traveling, but there's still a lot of uncertainty. Um, but it does seem like you know people are going to be able to be more flexible. We've kind of really settled into this remote work life in many cases, which means work from anywhere is really a thing when it comes to planning your travel, right? You can have a longer vacation, uh, maybe a two-week trip where you only take a long weekend in the middle, but you're able to work the whole time. And, you know, for those of us here uh, in cold weather states, uh, the idea of working somewhere really nice and warm for a couple weeks and having some vacation days in the middle is, is quite nice. So um, I, I think that's something we're going to see a lot of going into 2022 is um, flexible travel. I do think in order to do that, we're going to see a lot of planning ahead, um, or at least we would recommend planning ahead given uh, the variability of the situation, right? Um there's still going to be a lot of unknowns. There are different laws and rules and the situations are still changing as you as you go around uh, the country and internationally, right? Um, you know, some countries are still have quarantines in place and, and mandatory quarantines and whatnot. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of unknowns when you think about planning for travel in 2022, but it does look very optimistic. A lot of people are saying, we saw a few surveys where um, people are planning three or more trips for the next year. They're planning longer trips um, because of the flexibility of their situation. So um, I, I think it'll be a really exciting time to see this return to travel. But uh, as I said before, pack your patience, right? For those of us traveling and those of us working in the travel industry, right? We're all kind of going to have to deal with this sense of newness again, right? Remember that first time you flew on a plane and Imagine most of the people you're going to be flying with haven't flown in two years or checked into a hotel in two years. So. Yeah, I would say that I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast uh, that we've done some research at a very large, very busy, well, I guess, uh, leisure destination airport. And one of the questions that their management had was, you know, it seems like there's a bunch of inexperienced flyers coming into the airport who have no idea what they're doing. And uh, we were able to use one of our products, Passenger View, which I think we've talked about in this podcast before. It's a platform that J.D. Power offers to airports where they can use their Wi-Fi system to deliver very short surveys on particular topics and get really quick feedback. Um, and that's what this particular airport did. And they found that 46 percent of the people who were traveling at that on that holiday period uh, had had not flown in the previous year, uh, which is a shockingly high number for uh, any large major airport to have almost half the people in it having never flown in the previous 12 months. So I think, Jenny, that you're correct. You're going to find a lot of people who just aren't that experienced at it. And uh, I think most of us on this podcast, I, I would like to think that we're rel relatively experienced travelers, and I'd like to think we all have some patience. But I, I know that one of my pet peeves are the people who stand in the middle of the aisle and goof with their carry-on luggage in the overhead bin for five minutes, holding up, you know, 150 people behind them, you know, when they're sitting in row seven. Uh, that tends to get me a little, uh, my blood pressure up a little bit. I usually, I, I've never said anything, but I've been very tempted. So I, I, I think we're going to find a lot of that, um, you know, as we go back into this travel season and people just 
aren't used to traveling. And then also we're going to get quite a few people who just haven't traveled much at all in their lifetime. So anyway, the, the, the last topic that I think we should uh, explore uh, among uh, us is um, what, do, you know, what are the tips you've got for holiday travel? And we've mentioned a couple of them already. Um, but, you know, Andrea, in the hospitality sector, you know, based on what's happening and, and how people are planning their trips, what, what would you say that the advice you'd have for people traveling during this holiday travel period? What would you tell them to do? Well, I would definitely um, plan early uh, and plan often. So um, I would expect, especially over the holidays, that uh, many hotels will be booked. Uh, you have to do a lot of research ahead of time to make sure um, you know you can find a, a hotel and a specific room that meets your needs. I think uh, you, you know just. Uh, activities like visiting museums or um, even, you know, going to restaurants, you know, be prepared for crowds, be prepared for um, having to make a reservation for, you know, activities that maybe you wouldn't normally. Uh, Because I do think, um, especially, you know, the, the bigger destinations, maybe more tourist destinations like Orlando or New York City, over the holidays, right, um, will be very, very busy. So that's my advice is just to, um, you know, not only make sure you, you can find a place to stay, but get to where you're going and that you're able to actually, you know, do the activities that uh, you're hoping to do while you're, while you're at your destination. And Jenny, what, would you, what advice would you have for folks? I think it's very similar to Andrea, right? Um, just be patient, plan ahead, um, do your research, right? Make sure you're looking for the things that are very important to you. I always like to start with a, a list of must-haves and a list of nice-to-haves um, when, when planning a trip of any type. Uh, I, I think it helps because sometimes we get caught up in, in all of the different options, so it's nice to think of what, what needs to happen to make the trip a success, what would make this trip a little bit better. Um, but also just have, have realistic expectations. Um, this is, as we mentioned, a lot of people are going to be coming back into this process for the first time in a long time. So, you know, be patient with each other. Make sure your expectations are not that everything is going to go perfectly all the time. Um, but with some research, every, any new trip can be successful at this point, I think, as long as you're prepared. And be prepared yeah, for so uh, sticker shock. <laughs> <laughs> for certain <laughs> aspects, yes, and that yeah, certainly a sticker think, shock as far right. Go, I think the dollar ahead. the dollar will not go as far as you think it will. Um, I think that goes for now over the holidays, but also just into twenty twenty two. You know, inflation it really is hitting every part of uh, the travel industry, just like it's hitting other industries. So again, just be be prepared for your dollar not to go as far. And the things that I've been saying uh, to the media, because this has actually been a topic uh, that I've been asked about well, several times in the last week or two, is the pay attention to the order in which you actually make reservations, because uh, there are certain constraints. And the biggest constraint being if you're going to need a rental car or a van, if you're in case you're traveling with a lot of family, that ought to be your first priority. And normally people have the order of I pick a destination 
Then I look at airline flights, then I look at hotels, and then I look at rental cars. And you really ought to reverse that order uh, in order to have a successful trip. You ought to be looking at the rental car first in a destination. And if there's one available at a price you think is reasonable, and I will also warn you, as Andrea and Jenny have just said, is be prepared for sticker shock because it's going to be there. There was a definite shortage of rental cars and it will continue all the way through the probably the calendar year of 2022, not just this holiday season. So find out if there's a rental car that you can reserve, reserve it as soon as possible, then start looking for an airline flight, then start looking for probably a hotel, maybe the hotel first. Uh, Andrea, I don't know if you think that ought to be reversed and go hotel airline, but uh, uh, do you have any view on that? Should it be the hotel before the airline now? I definitely think it depends on where you're going. Um, You know, again, those popular destinations are going to be uh, very busy. So uh, definitely, you know, I think it just, it just depends on your, on your destination. But I, again, start researching now. I think for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, it might even be too late. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, thinking too ahead late. to the winter holidays, you know, it's definitely something uh, you should be doing right now. Yeah, if, if you, you haven't got a rental car reserved for your Thanksgiving trip, I believe you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. So, And with that, so we've come to the end of another uh, J.D. Power Travel Podcast. I'd like to thank Andrea Stokes uh, and Jenny Corwin uh, for their insightful comments. And again, I'm Michael Taylor. I'm the practice lead for travel at J.D. Power. And thanks very much. And we'll see you on the next J.D. Power Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.